Open your Bibles this morning to Psalm 37. The 37th Psalm, and Billy's going to put up on the screen uh, a couple of things that um, this is the third message on scriptural principles, truths to guide God's children in their daily life. We'll probably be the last one in this series. But just taking truths from the Word of God and see how they guide us to guide us in our daily life. Truths to live by. Now, that's on my screen, but it's not on your screen. All right? So, Psalm 37. And then there's a confession that we make that is related to that. And while they're getting it up on the screen, I'll read it, okay? Now, here it is. All right? That's the first one. Scripture principles. All right, this is the confession. And, and, and you can see it. I'm going to read through it as they wrote it, and then we're going to say it together. It's one thing to know the truth. Stay with me now. But you've got to have the power to live the truth. Not only did Jesus say, without me you're nothing, but in, your, in me you're complete. He said, without me you can do nothing. But through me you can do all things. I love Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. Not by struggling, not by striving, but through Christ who is my strength. See, the reason you fail is you try to do it in your own power and your own strength. So, we, we can just read it together right now. Let's start reading it, okay? The presence of Jesus Christ in our life, in the person of the Holy Spirit, is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Through Christ, I can do all things. Now, we're going to do it one more time, so put it back up there again. See... I'm going to preach truth, and I know it works because the Bible says that the truth of God not, does not return void, but I know if we try to do it in our own strength, we're going to be miserable failures and be overcome by the world, the flesh, and the devil. We must have Christ in our life, and we must depend on him every moment of every day. Let's read it together. The presence of Jesus Christ in our life, in the person of the Holy Spirit, is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Through Christ, I can do all things. All right, Psalm 37. Today, I want us to look at this truth. It is the presence of God, God's presence and control in every area of our life. I want us to just see what the Bible teaches about God's presence and control, now, now think about his presence, God's presence and control in every area of our life. Philippians chapter, uh, I think it's chapter 4, verse 4. Listen to what it says. Rejoice in the Lord. Let your graciousness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Now listen to that truth. He said, have forbearance. Be gracious because the Lord is where? In heaven? Distant? A million miles away? No, no. The Lord is at hand. I love Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man 
can do unto me. You know, that's a quote from Deuteronomy. I want you to listen to Deuteronomy 31.6. God is present and in control. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. Listen to this promise. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. God is present and in control. I love Isaiah 41 where it says in verse 10, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So here we live on this earth where we are pilgrims and strangers moving toward our eternal home in heaven. But God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I am the God that is present with you and in control. Now, he's not only present with us, but he has come to live in us in the person of Jesus Christ. You know, the amazing thing is we have a body. With that, we relate to the physical world. We have a soul, mind, emotions, and will. And with that, we relate to the emotional or psychological world. But we have a spirit. And it is in our spirit that God's spirit comes to live. Christ in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so God is not only present with us, but he has come to live in us in his son Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, knowing that truth, living every day, God is with me. More than that, he lives in me by his Spirit. So, therefore, I'm going to live this day absolutely under his control. Now, I've fallen in love with Psalm 37. I'm telling you, it is such a practical passage in the Word of God that talks to us about just living with the awareness of the presence of God. You know the first thing he says in Psalm 37? He tells you not to fret. You know that word? Well, I'm just, you're fretting over that. You're fretting over that. You're simmering over that. You're stewing over that. You're worried about that. Look what he says in verse 1. He says, now don't be fretting, simmering, stewing, bent out of shape, over evildoers and what the wickedness that is going on in this world. So many times we get overwhelmed with the wickedness around us and the wickedness that is, seems to pervade every area of our life. Uh, not our life, but our world is called darkness. We just get all bent out of shape about it. But look what he said. Do not fret because of evildoers. And don't be envious of the workers of iniquity. You know, sometimes Christians see how wicked people prosper. And they do. Not every wicked person is poor on, uh, on, on, on welfare. Uh, oh, no. I'm telling you, some of the richest people in the world are wicked people. He said, but listen, don't fret because of evildoers. Don't be envious of the workers of iniquity. And he says, listen, it's, it's going to be over real quick for them. Not that God wants it to be. He wants them to be saved. He says, but they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. <clears throat> and then he goes on, he says again, over in verse 7, he says, don't fret. I want to ask you something. What are you fretting about? What are you anxious about? What are you stewing over? What are you bent out of shape about? 
What preoccupies your thoughts all the time? Men, are you fretting over finances? Are you fretting over your marriage? Are you fretting over your kids? Are you fretting over uh, uh, issues in your life? Are you fretting because of things that are going on at your work? And you fretting because of the evil that seems to be around you? He says, listen, don't fret. Don't do that. I'm present. I'm in control. In verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Listen to what he says. Do not fret. Because of him who prospers in the way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Man, we see wicked schemes, we see evil men planning evil things and are surrounding us. And we say, where in the world is God in all of this? He said, let me tell you something. I'm exactly where I've always been. I'm present and I'm in control. And you do not fret because of him who prospers in the way. And don't you fret because of wicked of men who bring wicked schemes to pass. Look at verse 8. Tells us not to fret again. I believe God's saying to us, don't stew, don't simmer, don't get out, been out of shape, don't just spend your life fretting over all the evil and everything that's going on around you. Don't do that. You got your focus on the wrong thing. He says, don't fret. Look at what he says in verse 8. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Sometimes I talk to people, and they are fretting over everything. They're fretting over, and they can't control a bit of it. They can pray. They can trust God. But I am just telling you, they just seem to be consumed about what's going on around them. And God's saying, don't do that. But here's a beautiful thing. He tells you what to do. And, man, I just get so excited about this. He, he, he tells us about four things. Now, you can't do this without the presence and power of Jesus in your life. I want you to look at verse uh, 4. Instead of fretting, God is present and he's in control. Listen to what he says. Well, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Don't fret. Delight. All right. Look, look at verse 5. Here's the second thing he says. One, delight yourself in the Lord. Verse 5. Well, commit your way to the Lord. Why in the world, with God as present and in control, and if he's in your life in the person of Jesus, he said, well, why don't you just commit your way to the Lord and trust him? Trust him. And he will bring it to pass. Man, look at verse 7. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust your, trust the Lord. And then he said in verse 7, rest in the Lord. Wow. In other words, don't be so bent out of shape and spiritually exhausted all the time. Can't you just learn to rest in the Lord? Rest in the Lord. And then he goes on and says, there's a th another thing, wait patiently for him. So I want us to think about delighting in the Lord, to think about committing our way to the Lord, trusting the Lord, resting in the Lord, and waiting patiently for the Lord. You know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And I'm just going to kind of give you an assignment. Every day this week, I want you to do something. I want you to open your Bible to Psalm 37. And I want you to read that verse, delight yourself in the Lord. And I want you to do it. 
And then I want you to read that verse. Commit your way to the Lord and trust Him. Then I want you to read that word. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for Him. It'll be amazing how those things that you're fretting over and those things that are so big, those mountains that are so insurmountable, it's amazing how smaller they will get. You know, I like that verse. Delight yourself in the Lord. You know what? I got to thinking what delight means. It means to take pleasure in. When you delight in something, you take pleasure. He said, I just want you to take pleasure in the Lord. Just delight in Him. Man, there's so many things about the living God. Jehovah, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God who loves us. Sent His Son to die on the cross for our sins. And was raised from the dead by the power of God. There's so much to delight about in the Lord. I'll tell you what you can delight in. You can delight in His mercy. Because I, I want you to understand. It's only because of His great mercies that we're not consumed. I'm so thankful. There, there is justice, yes. But I am telling you, I am so thankful that God has chosen to deal with us at this point in history with mercy. Mercy says, God says, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. I'm not going to do that. And the mercy is available because of Jesus Christ. Man, when you delight in the Lord, you can delight in his mercy. Man, you can delight in what they sang about earlier of the grace of God, where God does for us what we could never do for ourselves and could never deserve. We don't deserve it. It's called grace. We couldn't do it, but he does it for... Man, we can delight in his mercy. We can delight in... But man, we can delight in the fact that he is holy. He's holy God. He hates sin, but he loves sinners. Man, I'm telling you, we can look at this evil world that we live in, and we can fret, and we look at what's going on in our life, and our marriage, and our kids, and, everything, and, and finances, and man, we could just fret. He said, no, no. You do something here. You delight yourself in the Lord. Take pleasure in Him. Meditate on who He is. Meditate on His provision for your life. The older you are, the more you see the hand of God providing for you. Delight in His protection that He has given you. Delight in all the rich and abundant blessings that God... Listen, man, you'll find as you delight in the Lord... You'll find that instead of fretting and anxiousness, you know, joy will become, begin to fill your heart. You know, when I delight in the Lord, it seems like that's just joy. And when you delight in the Lord, there seems like peace begins to come and, and, and take the place of all that that you're fretting about. He said, just delight yourself in the Lord. And, and look at the rest of that verse. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, man, if I delight in the Lord, that, that means he's going to give me a new Mercedes. No. See, when you delight yourself in the Lord, and this is so true, when you delight yourself in the Lord, you delight in, in him. His desire becomes your desire, and you don't really want what God doesn't want you to have. No. When you're delighting in him, and his, his desire becomes your desire. And that's exactly what you want because you're delighting in him. And you can ask anything according to his will and know that he hears you and know that he answers you because his desire has become your desire. 
But don't you notice the second thing? God is present and in control. Don't fret. Delight yourself in Jesus. Delight yourself in the Lord. And then the second thing is, commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way. I mean, that's everything you're facing today. I mean, commit everything you're facing. Well, just commit your way to the Lord and trust Him. Now, you know that word commit. You know what it means? To roll off. So here I am. I, I got a lot in my life. You've got a lot in your life. Things that are we concerned about, burdens, cares, needs. You know what he says? Roll, roll off your way. The word means commit just to roll it off on the Lord. Now, to commit your way to the Lord means that, that you're going to surrender to him and to his will. You know why you would not commit your way to the Lord? Because you're not surrendered to him. You know why you would not commit your way to the Lord? Because you don't trust him with it. You don't understand, Brother Fred. I am perfectly capable of ordering my life. I'm perfectly capable of working it out. I am perfectly capable of charting my course and directing my way. You are 100% wrong. And that's why you're in the mess you're in. Because you've not committed your way to the Lord. There's one, one thing I know about God. God is agape. He always desires what's highest and best for you. Oh, there's one thing I know about the devil. He steals, he kills, and he destroys. That is exactly right. He steals, kills, and destroys. That's the devil, and that's what he wants to do in your life. He wants to rob you. He wants to steal. He wants to kill everything that is precious to you and to God, and he wants to destroy. But I'm telling you, if you'll commit your way to the Lord, if you will roll it off on the Lord. It's called surrender. But you say, I want to do it my way. Well, you can, but you're going to be in bad shape. Commit your way to the Lord. You know, one reason you wouldn't is you're not willing to surrender to him. But another reason you wouldn't commit your way to the Lord is you don't trust him. You're just not really sure that God will do what's best. And, and some of you may think God doesn't know what he's doing. I'm going to tell you one thing. God always does what's best for you. And I promise you, he's the only one on this earth that know what, knows what he's doing. I wonder if anybody's sane today, don't you? The whole world's crazy. I was riding down the road with somebody the other day, and I said, there are only two sane people in this world, me and you, and I don't even know about you. <laughs> Do you understand that God is present and in control and that he's come to live in us by his Holy Spirit. And he's saying to you, don't, don't fret. Delight yourself in me. And I'll give you the desires of your heart. He said, would you just commit your way to me? Would you just do that? Hey, you know, we all know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding." In all your ways, all your ways, not all of them, all of them, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your way. Surrender. Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done 
Your kingdom come and your will be done. Just commit your way to the Lord. And then the next thing he says here in Psalm 37 is trust him. I, I love verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him. You've got to trust him now. You're going to roll it off on him. You're going to cast your care on him. You're going to put your burden on him. You know he loves you. He's present in your life. As far as you know, you're surrendered to him and obeying him. That's your passion. And you're going to commit your way to him. And then you're just going to trust him. Lord, I can trust you. You're going to bring me through. You're going to work whatever's going into my life for good. God, you're not so much interested in my comfort as you are my character. You're allowing things in my life to make me depend on you. And let Jesus be my life. But you've got to trust him. You can commit your way to him. But you've got to trust him. Trust him with it. Trust means to lie face down. And you know why I like that de- 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 definition of trust? Because you're helpless when you lie face down. If I lie, lie face down, I mean, I can't get up quick and run. I can't do nothing. Trust him. Lie face down. Be totally dependent on the Lord. But then I want you to notice the next part of that verse. You delight yourself in the Lord. You commit your way and you trust him. And look at the next part of the verse. He will bring it to pass. God is able. We sang it. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. The only thing that's impossible to God is what's outside God's will. But I'm telling you, nothing is impossible. Trust him. You know, I heard an illustration one time. And every time I read this verse, I think about it. Now, I want you to put a picture in your mind up here. Right here, right there, I'm going to put this out here. Right here, right here in the middle, that's going to represent a fence. Okay, there's a fence running right down through here. Now, I'm on this side of the fence. Commit your way to the Lord and trust him. That's my side of the fence. Commit your way to the Lord and trust him. Now, that's my side of the fence. Now, I'm going to go over to the other side of the fence. And this is God's side. He will bring it to pass. Now, I understand that. My part is to commit my way to the Lord and trust him. His responsibility is to bring it to pass. But you know what we do? We're always jumping the fence. Trying to help God out. Now, Lord, I know you told me to commit my way to you and to trust you. But I'll tell you one, Lord, I've given you plenty of time. It's been two weeks. I've given you plenty of time to work this thing out. And God, I don't know where you are, but I'll tell you one thing. I've waited long enough. I've committed my way to to you and I'm trusting you. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump the fence and help you bring it to pass. Don't do it. You'll mess it up big time. You keep jumping the fence. Well, Lord, I, tr- I committed my way to you and trust you, but now I know you need help. I've got to help you bring it to pass. The only thing you do is you listen to God, and whatever he tells you to do, you obey God, but you do not in the, jump the fence and in the flesh try to help God out. All you do is mess up God's plan in your life. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your way to him. Trust him. He will bring it to pass. But look at the next one. You see, God is present and in control. He's in our lives and the person of Jesus Christ. He says, then it says in verse 7, I like this. Rest 
in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. There's a lot of, I want you to listen, this is a word for you today. A lot of turmoil in your life. Some things that are disturbing in your life. The thing that you, some things you don't have an answer for. And everything you do seems to backfire. And there are voices coming to you saying, it ain't going to happen, it ain't going to work. And, 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 and in the midst of that, God's saying, now you just delight yourself in me. Just do that. And then you just commit that to me and you trust me. And I will bring it to pass. But I'm telling you, all that turmoil is going on in our life. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Oppression. Oppression is not of God. Oppression is of the devil. Frustration and fretting is not of God. It is of the devil. Fear and worry is not of God. I am telling you. And that's why he said, now listen. You've delighted yourself in me. You committed this into my hands, and you're trusting me, and I have promised you I will bring it to pass. Now, I want you to do this. I want you to rest. I want you to rest in me. Boy, you say, Brother Fred, that would be nice. Just to be able to not have my mind racing and all this stuff going on in me. And all the, all the devils, well what, if, well, what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this? I just, so, I just so love to rest. You know, did you know the Bible says there's a rest for the people of God? It, there's a rest in Christ. We've ceased from our own works and we're trusting only in Jesus and his blood to save us. But there is another rest. I want you to listen to this verse. It's an invitation of Jesus. Now get this. Because I'm telling you, I know what it is to be tired spiritually. I know what it is for my mind to be weary. I know what it is in my heart for the spiritual things to be raging inside of me. It may be about my kids. It may be about my, my marriage. It may be about anything. But I just know what it is not to be at rest. We all know what I'm talking about. But I want you to listen to Jesus. You say, it's no big deal, Brother Fred. God's really not interested in me resting. Oh, yes, he is. You know what he says? Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus said, come to me. Now, folks, this is not an invitation to a dead, lifeless religion. This is not an invitation to a dead and lifeless church. Hallelujah. This is an invitation from the Son of the living God. Come unto me. All of you who labor and are heavy laden. Ever been there? I got a t-shirt, laboring and heavy laden. <laughs> Come unto me, all of you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then he says, hook up with me. You see, a yoke that were yoked, there would be one oxen in this yoke and another oxen in this yoke, and they would hook up and they would go together. He said, Take my yoke upon you. Get, in the yoke, get under the yoke with me. And learn from me. For I am gentle. <clears throat> I'm gentle and lowly in heart. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you shall 
find rest for your soul. You can be in the midst of the worst situation you've ever been in. But you're delighting yourself in the Lord. You know he's present and in control. And you've committed your way to him. And you're trusting him. And he said he'll bring it to pass. So you just say, Lord, now I've done all I know to do. If there's anything else you want me to do, any obedience, I'll do it. But Lord, right now, it's in your hands. And I'm trusting you. And I just tell you what I'm going to do, Lord. I'm going to rest in you. And the devil says, no, you not. And he'll start bringing up a thousand things in your mind. And you refuse them in the name of Jesus. Don't accept them. Those thoughts, all those fears, all those frustrations, don't receive those. You say, in the name of Jesus, I cast down that imagination. And in the name of Jesus, I refuse that thought. And I rest in the sufficiency of the living God. You say, that don't work. Well, yes, it does work because the Bible says it does, and I know it does. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him. He will bring it to pass. Rest in the Lord. (laughs) I love what Vance Havner said. He he couldn't sleep. And he was, you know, he just had this thing he couldn't sleep. And, And I'm talking about learning to rest in the Lord. And he was laying there one night and he couldn't sleep. He said, Lord, I don't understand this. He had that little twang of his. He said, Lord, you said he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. If you're awake, Lord, it ain't no reason for me to be awake. So please let me go to sleep. (laughs) So I'm going to say this. I'm laying there and all this is going on inside of me. I said, now, Lord, you're present and you're in control. I don't have to have all this on me. I have rolled it over on you. Now, Lord, if it's you handling it, it's no reason for me to fret and get bent out of shape over it. Rest in the Lord. And here's the last thing. I love it. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Rest in the Lord in the Lord <laughs> wait patiently for him wait in the Lord wait wait patiently wait patiently Lord I want patience and would you give it to me immediately come on you better be careful when you ask God to give you patience cause he'll flat put you in the position where you'll have to have it Lord, I want to be patient. He says, okay, here we go. Wait. Let me tell you what wait is. That's not inactivity. The Bible says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. No, wait means that you're waiting in faith. You're waiting in confidence. You're waiting with a heart full of trust. You're You're delighting in the Lord. Wait means that you are confidently assured i'm waiting i'm waiting expectantly i'm waiting in faith i'm just looking for the hand of god i'm watching for god to open that red sea that's got me uh, stymied i'm just watching waiting for god to open that door because i've done what he said i have delighted myself in him i've committed my way to him i'm trusting him and i'm resting in him and now i am just waiting on him and i know that he 
will do it. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord. They find their strength in Him. I wish I could tell you the Christian life wasn't a battle. It is. Every day. I wish I could say to you there are not any trials, but they are. Different kinds all the times. They're tests. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't fret. Delight yourself in the Lord. And I'm going to do that every morning. Praise God. And today I'm going to commit my way to the Lord and I'm going to trust him. <laughs> and he's going to bring it to pass. And if I get a little impatient, I ain't jumping the fence. I'm telling you, I am not going to mess it up. And I'm just going to rest in his sufficiency. The sufficiency of Christ. And I'm just going to wait expectantly and watch God be God. Folks, listen. Jesus didn't come so we would exist. Jesus came. He said, I have come that in me you might have life. And you might have it more abundantly. You say, well, it ain't working for me. Well, listen to me carefully. There's nothing wrong on God's end. Jesus said, I have come. That you might have life. And you might have it more abundantly. So what you've got to do is delight in him. Commit your way to him. Trust him. Watch him bring it to pass. And you just rest in him. You just let him be your rest. And you wait patiently for him. And, you do, and, and in all that process, you're doing exactly what God tells you to do. You're living a life of surrender. And you're quick to obey whatever God tells you to do. God wants you to live there. That's where he wants you to live. Honestly, that's where God wants you to live. And you can be a vibrant witness of the saving power of Jesus and of the sufficiency of Jesus in a troubled world, in a troubled world where lives are falling apart and people are fretting. You can be light and you can be salt and you can be a witness where people need a witness. Well, why aren't you falling apart? Why aren't you going to pieces? Well, I'm living in Psalm 37. And you know, that's where I find doing exactly what God wants me to do.